Have circumstances made you feel there's no way out? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Joshua Berglin, who was on our previous show, who felt hopeless and suicidal until God intervened in his life. And, you know, I think that's why we've seen a rise in suicides is because people think that is the way out. Mm. And I, at one point in my life, thought that was the only way because my circumstances overwhelmed me to the point of no one could help me. No one understood. That's how I felt. Mm. But the truth is God always makes a way out and he helped me to do that. And he can help you to find a way out. It's so easy to get to that point where we feel trapped. Mm-hmm. We feel like there's nothing else I can do. It's just impending doom mm. type of feeling. Or I've messed it up. It is, you know. In the Bible, though, it reveals an ancient secret. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Mm. What I love about this is that When we think there's no way and we feel trapped, we have to remember that's just a feeling that's not true. Mm -hmm. If we don't lean on how we're understanding to feel trapped and we instead trust in God, He will direct us out of the situation. This time will pass. We'll go through whatever it is. It may be uncomfortable, it may be horrible, but God will be the one to get us through. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, I want to say to you, hang in there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's going to direct you step by step. And he helped me to get over it. And you will too, my friend. So stay strong in the Lord. This too shall pass because it has for so many, including myself. Let's hear from Joshua Berglund after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Joshua Berglund, and we've been talking with him about his life and how he ended up in drugs and sleeping with prostitutes. He tried to get married to fill that void, but the marriage didn't work and ended up back in drugs and prostitution and getting escorts and then ended up with HIV. He was in and out of jail. And on his last time in jail, he was in isolation and something happened. Let's welcome to the show, Joshua. Thanks for being with us. Hey guys, thank you. So I understand that it was the sixth time you had been in jail, but this time you thought you would pull the HIV card and you would get treated better, but you got put into (laughs) isolation. And so it was not what you were expecting. And you wanted to do something. You were pretty much feeling like, what is going on? There's screaming going on. It was scary. And you asked for a book. And then you said, let me have the Bible. And as you were reading the Bible, something crazy happened. You started to realize where you were at in life and that you had wasted your life. And then you heard the audible voice of God. Can you tell me what you heard and what happened after that? Yeah, after you know, getting into John and really starting to understand what Jesus had done for us and done for me, I make this personal here. I was feeling kind of you know soft and loving, and then all of a sudden I got mad. Why won't you fix me? Why won't you fix me like everybody else? Mm. Because you have to forgive your father. Wow. How in the beep am I supposed to do that? 
I mean, I'm cursed to God. I mean, who does that? But how am I supposed to do that? Because it happened to him too. Mm. And that is when I realized that, you know, the showing up late to his funeral, high on cocaine, the anger and the hatred and all this stuff that I had towards him. And I just pointing the finger at him that he's the cause. He's why my sister's left abusing my mother, abusing me, you know, all of this, all this anger and hatred I had towards him. I started to realize, oh, I have become just like my father. In fact, I've become worse. And I literally was just going through the course of his life and my life and all of it. I'm going, I am the same guy, but worse. Mm. What is wrong with me? And all of a sudden I started to picture the same things that happened to me that I hated him for happened to him. I started to have compassion for this little boy that was my father. Mm. And it changed everything because that allowed enough light in that allowed the Holy Spirit to finally start to chink through my armor and to help me have compassion for him. Mm. And I believe that the only way to forgive is through compassion. Yeah, I don't think we can forgive without it. And it was because I was able to actually understand that the same thing happened to him. He learned it from somewhere. Mm. Yeah. That is so powerful, the journey of forgiveness and realizing and getting that compassion to see where he was at. And once you had that compassion and forgave him, how did things happen? Did you get out of jail? Tell me the next thing that happened in your life. Well, the next phase that happened after being able to forgive him, I began to beg God to forgive me. Mm. God, my will is not my own. Yeah. Take my life. Even if I'm behind bars for the next five years or the rest of my life, I will serve you. I will use the gifts and the talents that you gave me to serve you, no matter what it looks like. My life is not my own. I accepted Jesus in that moment, and I swear to you that moment, the moment the Holy Spirit came into me, I got knocked on my rear end and lifted up at the same time. I will never forget it because it was so physically altering. It changed me. And all of a sudden I'm starting to sing and like, I don't even know any worship songs, but I'm like (laughs) going, Jesus, Jesus. Now I know why I'm in isolation because one, I don't dance and two, I don't sing. (laughs) None of this is happening if I'm not in isolation. So I give my life to Christ. I'm all excited. I'm starting a prison ministry. It's on. I'm doing this. And four days later, I'm supposed to see the judge and get sentenced. And I didn't see the judge. I got out of jail. I've been pardoned. And I end up getting out. I'm on the streets of downtown L.A. going, now what? Oh, man, this is a lot scarier now. Like now I'm in the real world and I got to go do this. I just made this commitment and I didn't know. I didn't know what the first step into my purpose was. You know what? That's the beauty of a relationship with the Lord is that you can pray and you can ask. And if you are willing to wait and listen, he will tell you what to do next. And you just have to have the courage to go, I'm doing it anyway. As scary Mm. as it is. But honestly, that's how it all happened. And it's been quite the journey since. That is so powerful. And I know you started a ministry. Eventually you got on your feet with helping others and doing ministry. And you had one more encounter with the Lord that totally broke you free from all of these temptations you were still struggling with. You weren't completely set free in some areas, Mm -hmm. but there was this one moment where the Lord just really encountered you. Tell me about that. Well, like after you're saved, that doesn't mean it's it. The spiritual high goes away. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. about the relationship and it's seeking him daily. And it's not always going to be pretty, but it's the seeking him daily. And that was what I was committed to. And it was really relatively smooth sailing for a couple years. 
And then I got in a really bad fight with the same girl that I was seeing that I'd gone to jail with and everything else. And I was so angry because I still had some things that were holding me back. Like I was still, you know, having some drinks and still doing all that. And she became very abusive after this, too, because she had so much resentment and hatred towards me. I'm doing the work to get well and to improve. And this relationship was a new addiction. I couldn't leave the relationship. Mm. We ended up getting in a really bad fight. I got kicked out of my leadership course. And all of a sudden I said, I don't care anymore. I quit. Blah. Mm. And I just gave up. And in that giving up, I started using meth again. Mm. And after a four day meth binge, I am ready to end it. Mm. And God comes to me and I can see him in the corner of my eye, and I can just see him talking to me going, yeah, I'm going to let you go through this, and it's going to hurt, but I'm not letting you go, mm. but it's going to hurt. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant at all. Mm. But he said, I want you to put a spotlight on your shadow world. And what to me that meant, talk about everything in real time, hide nothing, no secrets, nothing, no hiding. It's all coming out. It doesn't matter if it's the worst nasty thought in the world or you're having suicidal thoughts or spiritual attacks and the enemy's coming at you. You're going to talk about it Mm. because the devil hates the light. And we're going to put that spotlight so bright on it. Mm. We're going to allow other people to come out of the shadows Mm. because you're going to show people what it's like. And so with that came the ultimate sacrifice of any privacy that I've ever had. I've lived very publicly since then, and I hide nothing. Wow. Praise God. And the Lord set you free from all of the addictions, and you have a sound mind now, and you've been restored and healed doing ministry, and it's such a testimony. And, you know, there's just one word for someone who's hanging on. They're suicidal, depressed. They have no hope. What would that word be for them? Surrender. That's so good. Surrender. Even if you don't believe it, Father God, thy will be done. Even if you don't look at him as your father, say it anyway and say it until you believe it. Say it until you're willing to get your hands off the wheel and give up control. Because I promise you, you may think you're in control. You're not. Mm. I assure you. If you surrender to God's will and allow him to direct the steps of your life, your life will completely transform. You will start to step into a supernatural existence. And I promise you, it's the only freedom. It's the only freedom that there is. There's not a counselor out there. I'm sorry, counselors, if I'm hurting your business. Counselors aren't going to do it. It's the Holy Spirit. And there's only one way for the Holy Spirit to guide you, and that's the obedience. And that's you surrendering. Powerful. Well, thank you, Joshua, for sharing your life with us and what God has done. And if he has done it in you, he can do it in those who are listening. And we're going to pray for them. God bless you, Joshua. God bless you guys. What a story of hope. What a story of radical change. Because, you know, it's so easy to get to that point where you give your life to Christ. You have this amazing encounter. It goes good. But then some type of failure happens. Mm -hmm. And so many can want to give up as Joshua did. He wanted to give up. But God gave him another chance. Mm -hmm. God said, my son, get up. He got up and he kept on running. And he's running with the Lord today. Father God, we just pray right now for someone who has maybe fallen off the horse, Mm. somebody who has slidden backwards and has given up. My friend, this is a word of the Lord to you. 
don't give up. Mm-mm. He loves you. And remember, the righteous fall, but they get back up again. Yep. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been made righteous. So in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, give us the power by your spirit as we surrender. Mm-hmm. Give us the power and the strength to mm-hmm. get up again, to do what we were called to do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's so good. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life. 